Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Points of Brew podcast and indeed a new format of the Points of Brew podcast as I look to take the podcast in a new direction rather than just the brewery interview format. Um, I'm not alone on the new direction and journey that we're taking the podcast. I am indeed joined by Aaron Getliff, brewer from Quirky Ales. Aaron, how are we doing? I'm all right, mate. Yes, thank you for having me. No, you're very welcome, mate. Thank you for agreeing to be part of this new venture, um, a new direction that we're taking the podcast. But no, I appreciate you No, no, thank on you board. for inviting me, buddy. It's always, uh, I'm always up for an adventure. So, uh, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's do it, man. Yeah, well, well, theoretically, as we'll we'll come on to discuss a little bit more, it is just going to be us drinking beer, discussing beer, and and visiting a few a few new places. But you have been on the show a couple of times previously with your role at Quirky. Yes, um, yes, correct, yeah. With the new new beers that you have produced and released. Yes. Um, but for those who may not have listened to the podcast, do you want to give us a sort of a brief intro of yourself, your role at Quirky, your beer journey, and things? Things yeah, like that. of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Aaron Getliff, um, and I work at Quirky Ales down in Garforth, down in the indu- industrial estate over there. And um, yeah, so it's mainly cask, um, nano brewery, uh, two point five PBL uh, setup with the uh, capacity to actually brew at five now. So we've just got the bigger um, fermenting vessels, so that's so we, we can do that. Um, journey into into beer was odd well i would say it's not not it wasn't a mistake you know i wanted to do <laughs> it it's not like i just sort of got you know s- shoved into it um but i was uh always interested in beer um from probably a bit too uh, of a young age and um uh and yeah i just i was going through the motions at, at other jobs and not really enjoying what i wanted to do and uh then mike uh, who owned Quirky Ales at the time, he's, he's since left, um, asked me if I wanted to be uh, the the assistant brewer there, um, and from there I've uh, I've just gone on to, all the all I wouldn't say running it myself, that's uh, a bit big-headed, uh, or doing running the brewing the myself. The main man. Yeah, 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 that's it, yeah, it's just me, <laughs> that's it. Uh, no, um, and then Simon and Richard obviously um, are there as well, so there's three of us. Um, so it's a small, small outfit, um, uh, small output, um, but... Uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing well. Yeah, we're all grown organically. Um, there's no money money borrowed or anything like that. If you like, it's it's more. It, to be honest, it's more of a micro pub, really. If you were if you're gonna sort of mm. you know put a a label on it. That's it. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we do okay. Just in the in a industrial estate down in Garforth. Shouldn't work, but it but it does. Yeah, and it, and it's no it's no slight at that, and I think that's the the way that I certainly describe it or see it is that it's you're not on a main road. Nobody, if if nobody knows, we 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 had this discussion just before we recorded. Is that you're not on a main road, so if people don't know you're there, they don't know you're there. So it's hard to sort of get out into people's uh, eye lines and get them to know you're there. But it's you know you're amongst a a car body shop and other bits and bobs, and it's like like you say it shouldn't work. But when I've been down the few times I have, it's a nice little sun trap, and it does it does get busy over a weekend, which is is excellent. It's, it's yeah, great. Yeah, I mean it's it's odd. I mean Garforth. Um, as a rule, does have a very a strong sort of you know shop local community spirit, which has obviously really really helped. Um, and you know, I always think you know if 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 I look after the beer, the you know the customers will sort of look after mm. the look after the the business, um, which is what we've sort of seen. And you know, don't get me wrong, we're not rolling in heaps of cash. You know, we don't quite have to 
hire a, another storage unit for you know to put as cash deposits in yet. But we're uh, um, we're not doing quite Scrooge McDuck then, no, just no, jumping into no, vats of know. coins of <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll give it a year. Yeah, you know, this time next year and all <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it, it ties quite nicely into what what we're trying to achieve in terms of the new direction that we're taking the podcast in terms of quirky ales and, and obviously we'll we'll probably record a show there, um, yeah, yeah. which only seems fitting given it's your place of work. But we, we got chatting about this idea and how to take this podcast and what we wanted to do, because obviously you've done podcasts yourself before with the Beer and BS show and I, I've right, done yeah. this with the, the breweries and it's nice to change things up regular but we're gonna be going like trying to get out drinking on site at bars pubs breweries wherever that may accept us host us wherever we've whenever we've got the time to do so but it was sort of born out of a discussion of there's a lot of good beer available locally yes rather than having to go to your likes of york leeds sheffield manchester and when you sort of scratch scratch beneath the surface of your local area, your town, your local village, you can get decent beer not very far from your own doorstep. Well, this is it, definitely. I mean, I think, especially over this... Um, so I, it's weird, I mean, I, I saw that where I grew up, it was really sort of in between Leeds and Wakefield. It was odd. Mm. So you sort of... I, I think most people of you know, sort of my age sort of thing sort of gravitated towards Leeds because it was hipper and, and cooler and... Mm things like that but as i'm you know getting older and maybe a bit boring um i just do i do like a quiet pint yeah <laughs> so i uh the places i've i've found in in and around you know cass wakefield area is is fantastic so mm. just right up my street now and yeah so yeah. well that's it because we, we in, until we sort of we'll come on to this a little bit later but with you coming into the shop and me coming into into yorkshire craft beers obviously we didn't know each other before then but we've grown no. up very very in a similar, from a similar background, in yeah, a similar, because yeah. you were you grew up in Twillington, then obviously yeah. working Garforth, and now living all on Bywater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I grew up in Great Preston, which is a village in between exactly. all three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so we've we've grown up within two miles yeah, I mean of each other. Yeah, some people call it the Getliff Carter Triangle. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so well, this <laughs> it, you know we're taking over at Yorkshire Crafties. You're <laughs> taking over at Quirky. It'll be this is it. It'll just be yeah. our mansions in between we'll somewhere. We'll, we'll own the whole of uh, both of these villages soon, mate. Elon so Musk has got no on us. Exactly. Once this once yeah. this new podcast format buy takes off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what we'll I mean? just we'll just buy it all. Exactly. We'll, yeah. we'll be in space <laughs> and everything. We'll, we'll be able to say a thing without yeah, me yeah. knowing about it. Yeah, exactly. But it's this this is what we're trying to do and achieve. And obviously, it's like you say. There's a lot of pubs in and around this local area and a growing scene, which again is part of what we'll we'll chat in in terms of this episode, future episodes, and what we're trying to do is highlight where people can go to get a good yeah. pint. And it's keg beer and really hoppy and hazy beer has taken over for the last sort of five or ten years, mm. but cask beer seems to be coming back in into vogue, so to speak. And obviously, you yeah, as a yeah. as a producer of predominantly cask, but obviously is, working yeah. into keg more as well now, mm-hmm. people that sort of bars that are keg heavy might not be able to serve cask beer and it's nice that in some respects these villages or outlying places might be able to have that string to their bow whereas city yeah. centre locations or other locations that are more, more popular or geared up for keg lines well, and, and draft lines brings people in this is it i mean i think with with cask beer is you know we everyone can enjoy it it's not just i think that's what people are seeing it's not just the, you know you your your old man or you know 
the boring drinkers who drink it. No, it, it, it's seen as, and people will respect it more. And the more you can you can try that, and the more accessible it is at your doorstep, yeah, the better. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a win win. So mm. hopefully, fingers crossed, um, we can uh, shed some light on that. Well, yeah, well this is it, and and certainly from from the time I got into craft beer, I didn't drink anything because I just dismissed cask beers just as well, flat, boring, and warm. And yeah, for a certain yeah, period yeah. of time, it it, it probably well, it yeah, probably yeah, was. Probably you know what I mean? It probably was. Yeah. And growing up, sort of the early thousands of the preteen, then into teenage years, you know, the the beer scene wasn't altogether that that great. You know, no, it was no. pre the sort of craft beer revolution, and yeah. you would probably, if you went into a pub or a bar, probably saw the same five or six beers yeah. of maybe Tetley's. Um, you know, John Smith's that sort of yeah. thing, which you know, I mean, John Smith is a, a shadow of its former self now. Pretty you know, it's a long, really long gone. <laughs> um, as is Tetley's, to be fair. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. compared to what it used to be. But you know, there's there's a lot of places that we we can go, which will will come on to where we are today. But where we want to go in terms of recording, because like I said, mm-hmm. there's so many places in terms of y- yourselves at Quirky, we can record there. There's pubs yeah. in Garforth that that serve decent beer that there you is. probably wouldn't necessarily know about. Same in in Castleford, Garforth. Uh, Pontefract, Wakefield, yep. then looking on further afield into like Sheffield, which there's so many pubs in Sheffield that oh. probably people don't know about. Leeds, man. York, Harrogate, you know, and time and money and well, all yeah. the all the three <laughs> things really, time, <laughs> yeah. money and, uh, yeah, and yeah. equipment allowing. Um, we could go further, you know, oh, yeah, it, you yeah. know, we could go further and take it to sort of Teesside, Newcastle, you know, Manchester, further afield, yeah. but it's, you know, places that between as we have drunk it before yeah yeah um, but again you, you, you go to a few places but you you just simply scratch yeah. the surface of we'll go to the places that everyone knows about yeah but there's even in leeds there's, there's pubs in leeds that people oh, yeah. you know apart from you know white locks and turk yeah, said that people yeah, yeah, go yeah, oh yeah. my god that pub you know oldest pub in leeds yeah, and yeah, probably one of the oldest pubs in local area yeah apart from that not you know you probably couldn't a lot of people probably couldn't name many pubs in leeds i mean i not certainly like can't from yeah. your adelphi um yeah, yeah, you know like the tetley that sort of thing you know proper do you know what I mean? Old school British. That that sort of you know, quintessential British pub. Mm. That old school vibe. Um, yeah, yeah, y- y- you do struggle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, it's uh, they are there. They're there, and you know, it's just finding them. Yeah. Well, this is it, and a lot of them obviously sadly have closed over over years yeah, well, and times yeah. and post smoking ban things, which that's probably a conversation or a topic we can yeah, discuss at yeah. a, another point. But there's so nice many. Time you know, places closing, which again, we'll, we'll come on in later this episode, and it, it, you know, I feel like the idea of the pub is in people's minds and sort of rose-tinted or not, I like the idea of the pub, but yeah. the pub almost needs to be more than the pub in this day and age, you know, rather yeah. than just going and sitting in a pub and just having a few pints, it's almost like it needs to be not family-friendly, but more appealing than just going and it does, yeah, it sitting and drinking pints of bitter and playing dominoes, doesn't it, I think, in this, yeah, this day and age. Yeah, it does. There's a place for that, and, you know, you, you'd see that in, like, um, like working men's clubs and things like that, or minors' welfare um, clubs, which, obviously, there's, you know, a good deal um, of around here, um, mm. you know, the history of the, uh, of the area. Um, and all that lot, but yeah, I think th- ne- you almost need it. Do you have good food? Do you have a good quiz? Do you have a jukebox? Do you have uh, these like small little things? But they can change mm. massively. Do you have a you know a children's play area? Yeah, you know things like that. Um, is it fenced up? You know, <laughs> like st- like you yeah, know little people's things. That people's can make habits a have changed, haven't they? You know, if yeah, you look yeah. if you look at it traditionally, it was you know without being sexist or stereotypical. You know, the women stayed at home like on a yeah. Sunday. Women prepared tea or dinner. 
man went out and yeah. had a few pints at his local, came back and yeah, dinner on the table. That but that generally doesn't happen anymore, no, you know, no. in this day and age, Absolutely you know. Absolutely not. And and as it should be, women, you know, is accepted to be drinking, you know, yeah. and drink more than just, you know, what people view as wine or gin, you know. Yeah, yeah, and drink yeah. beer and, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, as it as it should be, but it's not just how it used to be and I think that's what the pub was geared up for is that it yeah. was for blokes that go and just sit and that's drink it, pints yeah. and talk about bloke things, whereas now it it needs well, to be a more wa- welcoming space. Well than this is it. I mean, as as beer has has, has changed, and you know, <laughs> even the you know the, the most novice uh, of beer fans will be able to ch- tell that beer's changed. Mm. And as that's changed, the pub has changed, hasn't it? You know, it's not it's not gone of the days of you know Baddy down mine finishes his twelve hour shift uh, and goes down to local. And Stuart's always on behind bar and serves him his three John Smiths, mm. and then he goes home and you know as he said you know casseroles ready on the yeah, table. Yeah. It's not you know gone of them days, and I mean to be fair, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well that's <laughs> it, isn't it? Because <laughs> like say people look at it, it's the sort of that generation with roasting into the glasses. But if you think about it realistically, mm. some of them places can't have been great places, especially pre-smoking ban yeah, when people yeah, just come out yeah, at the pit and what have you and, you know, general hygiene of it wouldn't have been you know, glass cleaning and things like that it probably wasn't as good as what people actually remember <laughs> exactly. it to yeah, be you, you are, you're looking um, back at the nostalgia mm. you know, goggles on, aren't you? Um, I'm, I'm, well, not, I can't speak for myself you know, no, we're a little bit too young for that, just just yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, 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 just, yeah slightly yeah, yeah thank, <laughs> I mean, thank, you know from from our generation collectively yeah, as a yeah. as a non-smoker, you know, the smoking ban, you know, mm. from our perspective or my perspective yeah, was probably yeah. one of the best things to happen to no, that because you, you know, growing up as a kid, going to a kid's party yeah, in a pub yeah. or a working you'd men's and you come, burnt, wouldn't you? well, like you're just having have a fag and you'd always like yeah. get your hand caught on it or something, yeah, yeah. or you know, if you Uncle were Nobed. young, yeah, 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 yeah. Uncle Nobed would like <laughs> you know dab his cigarette on your forehead, yeah, or something like that. You'd always have to get a family bath when you go home, just yeah, you couldn't, yeah, even my dad would. He doesn't smoke anymore, but he's a heavy, heavy smoker for a lot of years. And even he said, because he's, he he's, he's shrinking a bit now, it's an old man, but he was about 6'3", 6'2". And he used to go into the, the, the club and he wouldn't be able to see unless he like bent down. And now he's back snackered. Through a sea of fog. Because he spent yeah. like 20, 30 <laughs> years bending down in pubs to see people. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely shot now. Yeah. So well, this is it, innit? And when you think back, it must have been... You know, it was accepted then that everyone smoked to that point. But oh, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. again, it's just that point of that. Well, if you want a bloke or you didn't smoke or whatever, then you know that there's the door. Do you know what I mean? And oh, but it, thankfully, yeah. things have things have evolved. But um, obviously, apart from us going out and drinking, we will try and have a either a central theme, mm-hmm. topic for discussion, something that we chat about, as well as the place that we visit. Obviously, because again, the the main point of this whole exercise is that we chat about the place that we visit as well. Yep. But then. You know, in this beer world, we'll either chat about something that has cropped up, which we will be today, which we'll come on to, mm-hmm. um, as well as the beers that we're drinking whilst we're out and about again, which we'll be we'll be doing here. But um, on that note, where are we today, Aaron? So we are on uh, Air Street in Castleford, along the River Air, obviously, uh, in the uh, Queen Mill, uh, and in the, if you like, the 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 lifeblood, uh, the uh, the beating drum. That is the heart of Queen's Mill, uh, lays a wonderful little place called Yorkshire Craft Beers. And that was a, a much more eloquent and in-depth yeah, introduction I that I was expecting yeah, to Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I worked hard on that. Yeah, yeah you did. You up till about, what, three, yeah. writing that? So <laughs> he's done his research, he's got, he's, got his, he's got his A4 piece of paper out with a lot of, lot of notes <laughs> scribbled on, so he has put his time and into it, effort into it, to be fair. But yeah, we're at Yorkshire Craft Beers, which as many people have probably listened to, 
previous podcasts is my uh, my place of work and, and I've been here since August 2020 but it seemed like a fitting place to record given that we've got the time and the space and recording this once the shop shut um, but also like we said this is where we first met yeah. had the idea you come down quite frequently after work and have a, have yeah, a couple yeah. of drinks after work um, and we it was only week ago two weeks ago that we just sort of got chatting about the idea of like say you do a podcast i do this podcast but trying to do something a bit new as the world opens back up and obviously which we'll come on to the beer industry as a whole Mm -hmm. is really struggling at the moment as as things unfortunately get more expensive and again which we'll come on to but it just seemed like a, a logical starting place for us didn't it it did yeah it was almost sort of written in the um the stars really wasn't it you know and it, it was such a quick i think we both knew pretty much from the off that it was something we wanted to do wasn't it you mm. know you, you said uh, to me and i was like yep nice one and then just, just gathered paste isn't it just snowballed yeah. um and then uh and, and we're here now you mm-hmm. know what i mean it almost seems like a couple of days ago since you yeah. said should we do something and uh before i know it i'm i'm writing notes about uh what i'm gonna be saying on it so uh yeah it's uh I think th- these are the best things. Your know, impulsive things like this are. All, I always mm. think they're the best, uh, best decisions you make. Um, a lot like making beer. The best ones you do are the ones you just chuck a load of stuff in and yeah. that's it. Let's so see what we've got in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. make sure you write the recipe down. <laughs> yeah, <so> yeah. Just <laughs> remember it for future reference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is it. And and you know, I was e- excited to do this um, as I am about any podcast, but this in particular because it's quite new and mm. there's a couple of podcasts out there that record in person, but also there's not many pe- people that go out and record at a place it's either yeah, whilst yeah. they're at a festival which obviously we can do subject to how this gets on and if yeah, we're a festival course, together yeah. and obviously we can speak to people out and about either people that own the bars or the pubs or the breweries or work there yeah, yeah. if we bump into somebody that we know if they want to jump in as well but it's quite exciting that it's quite it's quite dynamic quite open that if we see the event going on we can just you sort of last minute plan it should we go here should we go there you know so well, it's quite yeah. it's quite open and quite flexible really well, that's, so that's, as i say that's they're the best ones you know um I always think that I think if you you can get you can sort of plan too much, mm. do you know what I mean? And it's not that planning doesn't work, of course it does, but you know, I think things like that where I think you know as well, it's nice to hear straight from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, we can sit here about you know talk about Brew York or you know Abbeydale until we're blue in the face, but someone who's on the front line, if mm. you like, sort of speak, or on the front cannon line, um, they're. Uh, the way that they see things are going to be so much different from what the rest of the the country um, perceives, and it's always nice to hear from them. Yeah, well, this is it. They're like you say, they're the eyes and ears out there. The people yeah, yeah. they're either, if it's the owner, the one, or you know, they're the ones that own the business, or the people that work there. They're at the coalface. You know what I mean? It's great to sort of hear those different perspectives of see how things run. Obviously, with us being at Yorkshire Craft Beers, I'm I'm that sort of the voice of Yorkshire Craft Beers, and, yeah, yeah. and for people that don't know. It is now starting life in. It started life in 2019 as just a bottle shop, but it is now a hybrid between a bottle shop and a bar, which has been born out of just pivoting and trying to survive during COVID. Because, like I said, it started opening in 2019 in April, and then you know, not even wow. a year into trading, it it was shut down. Do you know so what I mean? It's it for any any new business, but certainly something as 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 up and down as as beer can be. That's yeah, man. Well, this is it. You know, to terrifying. You know, the the, the only one thing that was sort of playing into into our strengths at the time was that the pubs and the the, the bars were shut so people couldn't go out you know we had yeah. something that people wanted and and it was going out to them and at the, at the start of the lockdown i i wasn't there was i had a, I had a previous job in, in the corporate world but i i came on in august in 2020 which was quite a 
a big step for James who owns it because yeah, it was yeah. quite unknown for him. You know, the, the demand was there for another person in terms of the volume of people that were coming in, mm. he would, you know, sustainability because the, the shop was only part-time hours and wanted to extend hours and what have you. But we had no idea how it was going to be. You know, it was just to, to start with, it was just almost like a gentleman's agreement between me and James of yeah. come here for, you know, two or three months and see how we get on. But it's not, a, you know, it's, it's not a a fixed term no, it's not a, like offer anything. a minimum term you know if it don't work after a month it could be a you know thanks for helping us out but it's not yeah. working but thankfully it, it has worked and like i say it will be two years in august which yeah, is just yeah, absolutely flown by when you think about it is the whole covid situation which obviously we, we won't stay talking no, about no, for too no. long but you can't ignore it which obviously again is no, coming out of that no. world is what we're trying to achieve and sort of get out a bit more and and, and support places where we can but that time not being on furlough personally you know i got made up my last job and i started here four days later i barely had any time wow, off wow, in right. between it just seems to have gone so fast but taken so long yeah. you know what i mean if i were on furlough i'd probably have a different perspective but i worked yeah. from home got made redundant started here yeah. and, that, and that's it do you know what i mean and you know in that time <laughs> we've both got married separately yeah, yeah, not to each yeah. other obviously but we've got married to <laughs> our respective <laughs> respective partners um which again you know you you came to our anniversary due in October last yeah, year. Yeah, it's mad did, to think yeah. that in, in October this year, me and Anna will have been married two years and we've That's got a child on the way, which is, you know, she's due imminently. It? And it's, it's it ridiculous. It's weird, isn't it? Like, we've, like you say, we've only known each other two years. Um, and even then, like, you know, only probably known each other as... as as friends, if I can, I, don't, I can call you a friend. I think, I think we can. I think <laughs> we can go to that. Yeah, yeah. Acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even even a shorter amount of time, and for the fact that th- that so much has happened in them two years, when you look back at it like that, mm. it's it's just it's ma- absolutely crazy, man. Yeah, really like I say, it seems like it's so taken forever, strange. but it's gone in a blink of an eye. Yeah. You know, th- that March of twenty twenty, like, <sighs> oh my god, this is going to take forever. Yeah. And then we're in twenty twenty two, and it's like, Christ, where's that gone? Do you know what I mean? It's a it's something Absolutely that will ridiculous. live on in everyone's memory for various different reasons for forever, but in some respects, it's quite it'd be quite nice to just sort of put it to bed. You know what I mean? And yeah, just that's file it, yeah, it like away in the memory bank, dump. and we can yeah. just sort of move on yeah, um, yeah. and go from there. But yeah, it's, it's weird, and, and thankfully, like I say, the, the the shop had to change dynamic um, mm-hmm. because once outdoor catering could go ahead and people could sit outside yeah yeah you know in that april people wanted to go out they didn't want to drink at home anymore so we no, had to well kind of adapt yeah. and serve outside like which people w- wanted you know proper beer um mm. in fact actually did you see the bloke who uh they were on like look north or something it was the first day that place was opened and this bloke had sat in a, a weatherspoons garden and he'd bought a bottle of peroni pouring it into a glass the, f- the very first thing that he the bought the very was a first thing he did was a bottle of peroni is i mean i'm not a massive fan of weatherspoons but they have a good cask range on, you yeah. know what I mean? Or a, a good lot ke- of other options. Christ almighty, I wouldn't have minded if I had a pint of Carlin. Oh, mm. You know what I mean? But a pre-bottled A pre-bottled beer. <laughs> Does that show how little he trusts Weatherspoons yeah, to, well, yeah, to exactly, serve his yeah. beer that I need a I pre-packaged? It must have been a set-up or something. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I they paid disbelief. Him, they paid him off to sit outside yeah, there. I got like a little bit angry. I was like, it's wasted. <laughs> it's wasting airtime. <laughs> you could have gone anywhere. I know. But you're giving airtime to a guy that sat drinking bottle Peroni. He could have drank at home. He could have yeah. had it on his sofa I mean, at yeah, home. That's it. Yeah. He's been drinking that for six months non-stop probably. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I got, I had, yeah, I got a little bit upset about it. You're probably around here to be fair somewhere. Yeah, once, it once probably <laughs> say it's looked north, so it would have been well, somewhere yeah, local, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Exactly. So it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously the shop shop's changed. Um, we predominantly... I say predominantly, it's a nice balance now. We are a bottle shop with a drinking option. I don't think we're at the point where we're a bar with a takeout option just yet. Mm. 
whether that changes or not, I don't know. But you know, we we do all sorts now, and thankfully, you know, long may it continue because it keeps me in a in a, a quote unquote job. Yeah. But Anna calls a paid hobby, which to be fair, it is. All right, I get um, as well. They're fine. Yeah, so it's you know <laughs> it, it pays a decent amount. Thankfully, and, you know we look after ourselves, but I don't have to deal with people management, which which I did previously, which I don't think I could ever go back to. So uh, no, once you've got into sort of this. Uh, should we call it? Um, I don't know. Um, World industry, or industry. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't like using the word industry. It sounds a bit sort of you know, like it's you know really everyone works mm. you know in in suits and ties. We don't really. Um, but it, yeah, it, once you're in here, you can't. It's it's very hard to imagine you going out of mm. it for the simple fact. Don't, be, don't get me wrong. It's hard work. You know, it's it's really hard work, and it's. Mm. It's not it's just sitting drinking beer, is it? You know, it's no, no. I mean, that's part of it. You yeah, know, you've yeah. got to do a bit of, you know, R and D. You know, you can't just, you know, you've got, you've got to taste. Can't it. make beer without drinking it, surely. Well, this is it. You know, it's part. It's one of the things. But I, th- I think the, it is. Like, yeah, I couldn't go back to dealing with that side of life mm. anymore. No, <laughs> you know, I mean, the people who do it, great, fantastic. You know, um, well, well done. Massive amount of respect for you, but mm. no, I like to. Uh, I like this pace of life. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. And our respective partners do still work in the corporate world in different, yeah, yeah, yeah. different, um, in, it's again, industries or different sort of segments of the corporate yeah. world. But they're, you know, An- Anna's, she's on maternity leave now, but she was a, a manager and managed like 30 odd people. And it's just like, yeah, I, I managed see. four when I was in my previous job. And that, that were enough. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. couldn't manage, I couldn't <laughs> imagine managing 30 people, trying to keep 30 people happy. You know, it's, yeah, I kept four never. because I was there with them all the time. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah, trying to keep yeah. 30 people nice. happy. And remotely, I mean, she worked from home before the pandemic, but again, remotely. Yeah. Managing thirty people, I know. Fair, you know th- when stuff she comes out with. We well, don't even have beer to give them to make them sort of loosen up and be a bit happier. Mm. They're all sober and at work. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's it's an hard, yeah. it's an hard, that's an hard gig. But yeah, but like you say, thankfully, hopefully, um, keep keep going as we are, keep growing and 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 being able to, you know, respectively again for us both. You're ten minutes from work. I'm ten minutes from work. We don't have to travel into Leeds yeah, or go exactly, do yeah. a commute at seven o'clock in the morning or whatever. Nope. It's you know you go early, but you're there in ten minutes. You know what yeah, I mean? Well this is it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not you're not it's getting not stuck like in school rush or M sixty two or M six two one or trains cancelled yeah. or whatever. You you're all right. So, um, but we'll uh, we'll move on to to what we're drinking because like I said with part of the yes, podcast yes, will be what. What we're drinking, um, and we are going to drink something that we've brought with us today as a trial episode, but we'll probably come back to, to hear your scrap beers at some point if we can't think of anywhere else to go, and probably, yeah, yeah. like I said, we have eight beers that we serve, so exactly, yeah. we probably will take something from the taps, but Aaron, what, what have we decided we're going to drink as, as part of our first episode? Uh, so we've got a collab this time round, and it's uh, Adnams and Sierra Nevada. It's the Eastern Edge, which is the Transatlantic Pale Ale. Um... Transatlantic, that's cool. Ah, okay. So, right, okay, I get this. So, it's got both Cascade and Chinook, UK and US uh, versions. So, that's, uh, that's really, uh, quite interesting, actually. Mm. I've u- obviously, I've used um, both uh, the Cascade and Chinook US um, versions, but I've never used the UK. So, it's mm. going to be interesting to taste this in beer. It's odd when I so I, 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 I taste beer. It's weird. I, I don't... I do taste beer for the taste. Of course I do. But a lot of it is... Oh, how do them hops work together? Or how you know? Th- I wonder what that malt is. And it's tr- I, I, mm. I try and I won't say I pick it apart, but it's you find out what works, aren't you? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, you know, we made the joke that it's you know it is research, but it sort of is. Oh, well, it is. Like isn't it? you know, yeah. what I mean, if you I like, I always like it when people put what ingredients are in there. I mean, I know some people can be a bit funny with it. Um, you know, let's say, oh no, we don't want to. 
put what's on it and stuff like that. But hops, these, just yeah, put hops. yeah, yeah, hop, yeah, <laughs> hops are in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, these have gone down to right to the to the point of putting what malts are in it. Um, the yeast, mm. um, which again they've used each other's yeast, which is quite interesting. Again, so yeah, I was about to say that it's a bl- it's a mixed pitch in it, so mm. that might be quite uh quite cool yeah um, so, so i mean lo- looking at it i mean from the, the very brief research that i've done beforehand is what i'm expecting is almost like a, a halfway house between sierra nevada's you know iconic pale ale and yeah yeah adnam's respectively iconic ghost ship that, that's, ship, yeah, that's what I, I sort of thought yeah i thought if you I put the two in a in a in a in a, in a fermenter and give a good shake mm. this is what we're gonna get yeah, so yeah. well yeah, let's uh well let's crack it open yeah and man, we'll um it. we'll get stuck in well, this is this is a also a, a, a what I think should be a good balance between ourselves of doing this is like you say because you come from a, a a brewing background of of yeah yeah knowledge of how these beers are made and you sort of will probably unpick a beer separately or differently to what I do is that it's quite a nice balance that you'll maybe get things that I do and vice yeah. versa and things like that so I think it's quite a a nice a nice balance which I mean immediately looking at that. You know, you're looking at your classic, which obviously people can't see it, but looks more like a ghost ship to me. Yeah, but you yeah, know, it's not absolutely. a million miles away from Sierra Nevada. No, it's not. Thought, no, it's, it's not as um, it's not as carbonated as uh, as Sierra Nevada, mm. and it's so uh, as you say, looking at it, di- you know, straight away, it does look more ghost ship like. Mm. Which smell? Oh. It smells quite. The ripper, that one. The, the nose smells a bit more Sierra Nevada in my. My opinion. See, that's I don't it, know if that might be like esters or something, because from the yeast um, of, and I, I mean, you know, it might just be me being um, presumptuous, let's say, but I, I would imagine that Sierra's yeast has quite str- uh, maybe their yeast strain has a bit more fruitiness and mm. and would have stronger uh, flavour compounds in there, just for the simple fact that their beer has a little bit more. You know bitterness and 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 hop edge than mm. than ghost ship does, so I think that's maybe their yeast that the that's why the esters uh, and the flavour compounds as they as the as the bubbles pop if you like it's releasing that um, mm. aroma more. Um, but it's very well balanced. Mm. I mean that I'm I'm not the biggest drinker of ghost ship I must admit, but if if no. I see it on a pub and it is the only option, I, no not through any disrespect, I mm. would have it. I, there was a pub when we were in Cornwall the other year and they just had ghost ship on as their sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. cask beer, and you you, you know you, you go a lot lot worse than yeah, than drinking ghost ship. But for me, that the nose is Sierra Nevada. Yeah, the initial taste is ghost ship. Yeah. But then, as that's sitting more it's as it's on the lingering, palate, isn't it? it's got a nice lingering bitterness, which is yeah. what you come to expect from Sierra Nevada. So it yeah, is almost that's the one thing you take from their their pale ale mm. is, is is that it's. I mean, it was sort of, if you like, it was like a front runner of uh, the American craft beer revolution or, or invasion, if mm. you like. Well, they were one of the first ones, weren't they? Yeah, it must. Yeah, like it were a proper pioneer, wasn't it? That, it, mm. that when that came over, it were like. They might be onto something over there, you know. Mm. Um, sort of they always taking our ideas, and or everyone always takes our ideas. That we yeah, start yeah, with yeah. a great idea, and then everyone takes them and makes them better. Mm. We never seem to keep anything. Apart from cask, we, we cask we keep all of them. That yes. is our thing. Yeah, that's one yeah, thing. That's but everything it. else, no like else can have it. sport, beer, yeah. food, anything, yeah. you know. We made football. With I mean, yeah. I suppose we've done all right at it quite recently, but not great. That's it. Cricket, rugby, Cricket, rugby, everything <laughs> else. You know, everyone <laughs> just goes. This is great. This, <laughs> and we just get left behind. It's the same yeah. with everything. But yeah, it's like you say, America, obviously revitalized beer mm. beer was you know 
on its ass, you know, in the sort of seventies and eighties, and, yeah, and yeah. obviously people who colonized America have had different tastes and things, obviously historically. Yeah, yeah. So over massive amounts of different cultures that have influenced American beer and, and their beer scene, but it was just lager, and everywhere was just lager for you know seventies, yeah. eighties, nineties, and and even now, you know lager is the biggest selling drink yeah. in the world, and still is, and probably always will be. Yeah, but no, until that point, you never got this. You know, no, and that, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? And I think that's why a lot of I think it's a, a, a quite a big generational thing and it's not 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 for not for everyone but i think the the older drinkers who did probably start their drinking um their drinking lives in that sort of 80s 90s period where if a b- if a beer was handed to you and it was cloudy it was there was probably something wrong with it yeah because that's beer was you know fined and filtered to uh to high heaven then in order for it to look more aesthetic and and uh, and sell well so that th- that and that sort of ideology is still around now. I mean, it's nowhere near as what it used to be. I mean, even mm. you know, organisations like Cabernet are recognising, um, you know, keg and and unfined and unfiltered and and uh, and hazy and cloudy uh, beer um, as just as good as as the as the clear stuff. Yeah, and and, and as they should, you know, and and this goes back to what we were saying about people's habits, pubs, things like that, and obviously as people's habits change and places change breweries change beers change cameras great you probably there's a strong argument to say that cameras save beer in the I uk i would definitely suggest they know, definitely save not cask not not to sort of do them a disservice but they've also yeah, got to a, you know camping you know when you, when you boil it down you know real ale and craft beer get split into two different camps when you boil it down real ale is craft beer craft beer is real ale y- yes it you is, know yeah. it's you know you're just splitting yeah. hairs you know real ale is more traditional craft beer is more modern and contemporary yeah. but if you put the two together there's a gray area in between you know, yes. you can get craft beer on cask. You can get traditional beer on keg. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's nothing. It's weird. A gray I mean area. as well. You know, brewing is 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 a very very old profession. I mean, it's not quite the oldest profession. That's something a little bit different. But it is very old, and there's a lot of language in there that is sort of lost now. I mean, even when someone says to you, it, the good example is when someone says, "Oh, it's an IPA." What IPA? Mm. Like IPA is not a style anymore. Yeah. yeah. It just there's isn't. There's subcategories to it, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, if imagine a tree of, of beer styles. You had, like, you know, beer, and then all the branches were different styles. IPA would have its own orchard. Yeah. Know, because <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's not just one tree. Honestly, <laughs> it's got more letters in front of it now than, a you know, a, a, a doctor and a, you know, mm. or a, you know, a graduate of, you know, medicine at Cambridge. It's ridiculous, the, mm. the amount of letters you can stick in front of something. But you almost have to now. Yeah. You yeah. just have to. Well, that's it. You know, like you said... 30, 40 years ago, you put a pale ale down, you know what you're getting, you put an IPA down, you know what you're getting, whereas yeah. now, like you say, double dry up, triple dry opt, yeah, New yeah. England IPA, West Coast IPA, Black IPA, <laughs> whatever, there's all red, sorts of different, right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> it goes on, yeah, you know, and that's the great thing about beer, it's not a, it's not a slight, it's a great thing, but again, it's that thing that people's habits have changed, but they want to know what they're getting before they go into it, because yes. you can't just jump into, I know what I'm getting from that IPA, because I know what it is, and it's like, oh, actually, hang on a minute, yeah, that's yeah. not quite what I was expecting it to be, so... Um, it's like this, like it's Eastern Edge. It's a you know, transatlantic pale ale. It's you know, it, it doesn't outright say it, but knowing the history of these two breweries, you know, it's going to be yeah. a bit traditional, like Ghost Ship, but it's going to be a bit more modern and a bit yeah. more contemporary from yeah, Sierra exactly. Nevada's influence. And Sierra Nevada came over and brewed this at Adnams, you know, so they were there as yeah, part of yeah, this yeah, process. Yeah. So you know, they've been there to oversee it and and help out and be part of the brewing process. So they've been part of their knowledge as part of that. And again, the two different methods and techniques that they'll use, because mm. you know, Adnams probably are a bit more 
you know, maybe a bit more old school in terms of their, you know, probably li- yeah, using yeah. different techniques to what to what um, Sierra Nevada do. So I'd, I'd have been interested to have, um, or interested to see how that went down and it how they a, a approached it. Of, of different minds meeting. Like mm. I imagine, and I could be completely wrong, but I imagine that it's quite an old British setup mm. at, at Adnams, and I can imagine, you know, Sierra Nevada has been quite a new, fancy, stainless steel, all the all the flashing lights. Um, proper working brewery sort of thing like that, and I think the other thing I think about as well is obviously they've used the yeast and they've come over over here to do it. I, that they must have had it in like a suitcase under nitrogen, with like you know its own bodyguard, you yeah, know, yeah. so no one stole it. I mean, it's like some silver briefcase, yeah. with like just like insulated <laughs> and whatever, like almost <laughs> like radioactive, yeah. like do not touch or it's do got not its own open. limousine and stuff, yeah, like hermetically you know. sealed. Yeah. I mean, the people like you know. Yeast is just it's such a big part of beer, obviously now, and people have like yeast banks mm. where it's like they're off-site somewhere with you know it's like it's locked up in Area Fifty One or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you can't get in full of the money, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because people are so so. I mean that creates so much of your character of beer. Mm. So then bringing that over on a you know Boeing seven four seven just seems berserk to me. <laughs> so but I'll be I'll I'll be interested to try that as it as it comes warm which is probably worth saying that that has just come out of the ice machine that we've got here it's been sat in there all day so it is pretty fresh out of there so yes. it's pretty cold and probably arguably you'd say that it's probably colder than what you would serve it at um, yeah because this is available on in cans as it was from the brewery direct which is where we got this from uh, it's available in keg and cask so this is this, ah. you know, it's, it's crossing every format possible That'd so obviously it'd be interesting to i know the guys from the um the beer o'clock show they went yeah. uh, went over and actually saw this being made they went over as part of the day there and had this across all three, and it'd been really interesting to see how this was across all three different formats. And and I'll I'll let that sit for a little bit and yeah, sort of yeah, warm up a little bit, sort of take the edge off of it, um, and see how it, see how it gets on. Yes. Um, like I say, I'd be interested to see how that comes through on 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 cask if if I ever yeah. get the chance to. Um, it would be very nice to try mm. on cask because you can see that obviously it's clear, you know, it's it's obviously filtered or 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 even or even fine. I don't really know. Um, Trying to have a look if it says vegan friendly on it or can't see any vegan. Well, I ima- it might be, but I, I imagine that to a certain extent. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I can't speak for Sierra Nevada, but Adnams, with it being a bit more cask and traditional and bottled, you it probably is going through some sort of filtering or fining yeah. process. Which it might I'm just be fil- some of the filters now you can get, man, are just ridiculous. Do you know mm. what I mean? They can filter anything out of you know beer. Well, it's that's crazy. it. And the so techniques and vegan friendly options rather than sticking, you know, eyes yeah. in glass and stuff in it, you know, it is possible, you well, know, this and is it, yeah. cold crashing and centrifuges and all that. So uh, it doesn't say it's vegan friendly. So whether that is means it has been filtered or not, or they just don't certify for vegans, I'm not, I'm not sure. No. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to come back to that in sort of ten or fifteen minutes as we yeah, as yeah. we're coming towards the back end of the show in terms of what it. But my initial thought is it, it does seem to be a perfect or almost a a great hybrid between two yes, does, yeah. amazing beers, you know, Sierra Nevada and, and Goship and if I saw that on anywhere I would quite comfortably sit oh, yeah. and drink that. You know, I think we both again uh, another reason why this the show theoretically works quite well is that we both love beer and different styles of beer, but we both lean a little bit more west coasty. We do, yeah. Which yeah, which yeah, this I obviously assume. with Sierra Nevada's input is a little bit uh, a bit more and that bit that lingering bitterness that you get on the back yeah. back end of that is what I really like, which is not for everybody, but certainly from our point of view is something yeah, we yeah. we both probably prefer that a little bit more. Yeah, I do. I, I like having um I like knowing I've got um a beer. Mm. You know, I like knowing I'm 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 drinking beer and that lingering hop uh hop taste is something that I 
I really enjoy. I I, yeah. I enjoy uh, feeling that. Um, so it, it, it must like release endorphins or something because I always get really happy. But <laughs> it might be also the percentage <laughs> of the beer like. But is that like tequila <laughs> makes you happy? Like yeah. beer makes you happy? Is, <laughs> yeah, is yeah, that yeah. what it is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think no. I think it's the endorphins. I think I just get a buzz off it. Yeah, so. yeah. But no, that's um, we'll 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 park that and come back to. It. Obviously, we'll probably sip it a little bit as we come along. But we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap up our thoughts. Aye. about Eastern Edge as we come to the back end of the show. But like I mentioned earlier, we we will try and wrap uh, the show around some sort of central theme, um, a topic for discussion or something that we, we pre-discuss or pre-agree before we record or when we arrive. Um, but it'd be remiss of us to not discuss the sad closure of four breweries that we've experienced recently, which again is what we trying to achieve by doing this is going out and supporting more places where we can and yeah. bringing awareness to, to the industry and speaking to people and, and places that might be struggling. Um, but in the last week and a half, two weeks, we, we've seen the closure of four quite large and reputable breweries um, in Kelham Island, Beatniks Republic, um, X Valley, which are probably a little bit lesser known outside their local um, local vicinity and, and fall. And... Um, and these have all had their own respective announcements and press releases about why why the closures happened. Some of them haven't, you know, they just announced, sorry, we are closing, yeah. and, and, you know, fair play to them, because it might be quite an emotional thing to, to write or to, to you know, to, to put out there, because, you know, these a lot of these breweries, these ones in particular, obviously independently owned, small yeah, batch, yeah. that sort of thing. So these people that have, have set them up will be still heavily, heavily involved in, oh. in what's going on. But, you know, from everyone's point of view, I think when... It's sad to see any brewery closing, you know, any brewery or any business closing, but especially I think we seem more connected to it because we're involved in this world and it's it's such a nice world that we live yeah. in in terms of this beer world. But I think Kelham Island in particular yeah, that's just came out of nowhere and shocked everybody. When I couldn't honestly believe it. It was a bit like when, I think my, my, when, you know, um, David Bowie passed, my friend was gutted and I didn't really get it, you know. Mm. I, it, was, it was all right, I didn't mind his songs. But when Kelham Island announced that they were closed... I messaged the the group. I was like, "What the hell's going on, man?" Mm. Like I was I was I was really really upset. I mean, not just. I mean, it, it's upsetting anyway because obviously you know the people have lost their jobs and and you know we're not going to be able to get any pale rider anymore and and things like that. I know there's a few left still and they're gonna they're gonna still sell it until stocks last. Yeah, they're gonna carry um, on selling what they've got and probably finish what they've got in the production for the coming weeks. But after that, yeah, it'll be it's just. It's right, okay, it's out, as you say, out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, these mm. guys have been in, what was it, 90-odd? These have 30, been in 30-something years. 30, 31 years, something like that. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, that's, um, that is ridiculous, you know. Mm. And not it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a nice place to go and a nice place to have some beer and stuff, but also the entire area of Kelham Island was, I think they've, they've probably got quite a bit to thank. Mm. the brewery for yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean and what they did for the area was was absolutely fantastic in you know in terms of you know rejuvenation and and things mm. like that was was top quality it was just I think it rem- I think it shows a lot of people as well that nobody is safe you yeah. know what I mean yeah I think a lot of people have this idea of oh Kellam Island are big we don't need to support mm. them you know what I mean well you know you do yeah like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. If uh, if anything, you need to do it more. You know, yeah. their overheads are a lot bigger than a lot of people, other smaller businesses. And I think I just think I mean, we've seen it with a lot of breweries recently. You know, obviously one of the first to go was um, York Brewery when yeah. when they went, and yep, then yep. Great Heck went. Yeah, yeah, they're another um, one. Yeah. A couple of years ago, maybe well, maybe just a year ago, 
now Kellam Island, and you know that's that's just yeah. Really, yeah, the, really the regard really as an say. institution, like you're saying, around that Sheffield, that Kellam Island area, the kind of yeah. that whole scene has been built around almost them, really. And, you know, they've kind of built their reputation around it. Other people have come and padded that area out, and yeah, Sheffield's yeah. got a f- you know Sheffield's got a fantastic beer scene in terms of you know tr- more more cask and traditional. But again, there's nothing yeah, wrong with yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. you know, you look at what Kellam Island do, and you say they fit that that niche and that pocket quite well. So if you you know looking at Sheffield and thinking of Kellam Island and, mo- and what they do. Like you say, it comes as a more as such a shock because they seem to be serving the niche that is yeah. where they are, you know. And it's like, well, crikey, if they're they're making what sells in the area, yeah, then you know that who's safe? Like you're saying, and it's always I've always thought that it's sort of bigger business. You look at the big businesses that have shut recently, like Debenhams, Topman, Topshop, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. The fragility of the world is quite alarming and quite surprising yeah. at the same time. You know, a lot of these you know these big companies live on endless streams of credit and what have you. you know, don't remember these breweries won't have been necessarily but obviously there's yeah. been a lot of factors that have instigated this and, and caused this which obviously we'll, we'll discuss but it just seems that you know some of them will be able to absorb these costs and, and not have to pass them on but it's not just as simple as you know there's a lot of sort of thing you know apart you know the, the sadness aside and, and obviously the you know the, the the hope that people that work for the brewery do that are getting obviously going to lose their jobs find jobs yeah, elsewhere yeah, 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 but there's obviously the people that well these breweries didn't move on they didn't move their times and da, 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 and it's like it's almost like a there's no easy answer to, no, to this you know because obviously these costs are rising as yeah. everyone's you know cost gas and electric are rising fuels rising and hops are increasing malts increasing you, your electric bills are rising and <laughs> you can't just add that onto a cost of a pint or a can or no, a bottle it because yeah, it's not it's yeah it doesn't pe- People don't, like that, you know, yeah. it don't work like that. People are not just going to say, oh, well, I'll pay an extra 50p a pint, you know, especially around in Yorkshire, do you know what I mean? Around here, do you know, <laughs> a bit, how much? You know, yeah, you yeah, walk yeah, into yeah, a place, exactly, like, yeah, yeah, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was 350 last week, it's 375, yeah. it's like, it's 25p. It's, 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 you know it's a genuine sort of, I wouldn't say it's a fear, but it is a genuine sort of, you know, a worry that when, I mean, you know, as sales of, you know, we put up prices 20% to sort of, uh, you know, and that was the first time we'd done anything in, in three and a half years. Mm. You know, so we put it up twenty percent because sort of cost of living went went up. That yeah. luckily no one's said anything. Um, you know, there's a few like, oh yeah, no, that's fine. You know, I was maybe they'll say, oh, you know, a lot of people make got used to it and brought the exact change, and now yeah. they just know to bring another twenty forty p with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's not just as simple as that. It's that you can't just say, right, we're raising it a quid, mm. and people will pay it. It's everything gets knocked back yeah. and yeah it's just <sighs> I don't know the answer <laughs> yeah well this is it and I, th- and I think that's just to go show that nobody knows the answer and it's not as easy no. as like I say it's not as easy as well we'll put a fiver on a cask or whatever because it, it, it goes along the chain is that those costs have to be passed on and obviously there comes a point where you can't physically pass those costs on anymore because like oh you yeah. said and, and this is the sort of the problem with beer and and, and cask beer in particular is that the perception of cask beer is that it's the cheap option you know and pe- you know I, I would quite happily and comfortably pay a fiver for a good pint of cask beer if yeah. it was a good beer but it's, it, it's treated like almost it should be a lesser yeah. beer and, and but this is the thing is I've always thought that beer is like a bit of a a Leeds conundrum almost is that you go into a Leeds city centre mm. people pay £6 for a pint of Peroni yeah. you know theoretically they should be willing you know people should be willing to wear six, Peroni six quid yeah, yeah. Eight quid is not unreasonable to pay for some of this, of you know, a thousand percent better quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not how it's perceived because obviously people no. are always looking for more value. 
and something cheaper because you know you know because eight pound a pint is expensive and some of these yes, in this world yeah, yeah. are but if big companies can get away with charging that much for crap <sighs> yeah exactly it's a name though isn't it mm. it's, it's, yeah it's, it's a brand and obviously it's the yeah it's a little bit like uh madri at the moment i don't know if you've seen it's just everywhere isn't ridiculous it? everywhere it's weird isn't it how quick it's it's become this like oh this is the best beer ever made mm. is it yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, well done to the blokes over in, you know, Madrid or, I, I, I don't even actually know if it is brewed over there. I think it's, it's Carlsberg or Cars yeah, or something, yeah, isn't it? I think like so. But, it's it's just, but like you say, but it's, but I mean, it, it, it might have started over there, but it just got, like you say, put yeah. something that's Spanish in England. Oh, it's fancy yeah. lager, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like Beer Moretti, yeah. you know, that that's all very, until Madrid yeah, took it yeah. over, Moretti were doing well, because that was that Italian. Italian, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, like, it's very similar, isn't it, in the marketing, even if you look at the, labels if you, you know go back I mean? to cronenberg look at cronenberg when that was yeah, you know yeah. and, and before then like the likes of carlsberg export and stuff like that it's just like if it makes it sound like it's not english or yes. exotic or foreign or in any way shape yeah, or form yeah, better yeah. than being from england yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, sell. do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. it's just ridiculous yeah so well this is it isn't it it's it is all just <laughs> marketing and and that's it you know cronenberg you get cantonar on the advert mm. people think oh I didn't know it was French. Mm. Oh, you know, we wee in the stadium. Yeah, they think yeah, they're French yeah. because no, they're French lager. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you know, oh, we'll drink Madrid because all the high rollers in Madrid drink it. They probably don't touch the stuff. Mm. Suddenly, Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? They're probably all on sangria. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they don't care. That's why go it's Going eating egg and chips on, on the beach from <laughs> going go yeah, to their exactly. English greasy spoon whilst they're abroad, <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it it's hard because I always find that brewing is, is a bit of a catch-22 which you will be able to sort of shed some light on, really, which, again, is great because you've got that that's background and, yeah, and shed yeah. that that opinion and, and point of view on is that the breweries brew things that they know they're going to sell that they like that they want to and it's that and and again there were some comments that i saw floating around is it again these breweries didn't move with the times they yeah. didn't change and blah 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 and it's like i get that and it's like me from like from, from working the shop is that i notoriously don't like stouts and for me it's like well yeah. i won't sell stouts but stouts sell so we sell stouts and we serve yeah. stouts and, and if i had a brewer we'd make stouts because obviously stouts sell stout sell yeah but if you've come from you know and again it's not that easy is that if you're like kellam island which again might be might not be just from looking outside in a bit more of a traditional brewery yeah you can't just suddenly turn a traditional brewery into a modern brewery you can't no. say well, we've produced cask we're going to produce keg because any certain equipment can brew cask beer because it's not set up to brew keg beer and yeah, package exactly, it and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And brewing equipment is hellishly expensive. You know, you 30, 40, 50, oh. 60, 70,000 pounds. You know, it's not just a, oh, we'll get something it's 500 quid. You know, a couple can be 500 quid. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Exactly, it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. it's cheap. It's, you know, look at, you know, in here, beer taps. A beer tap's 50 quid. Do you know, know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's not cheap. You know, Sankey fittings and things like, things like that, you know, keg taps and, and stuff. It's just... All it all it really is is something that you can screw on top of a keg so you can get beer out of it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's and it should be cheap, but it's not. But again, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, but, but these things are all you know. You all know, these things are cheap. If, the, if it's that money, you have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, know I mean? you've got no yeah. option. And 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 I think people sort of look at things and easy. Oh well, you know, it's their own fault. You know, thirty years. And and like I say, it's sad. And think times change and people's habits change and yeah, yeah. drinker habits change. But I don't think necessarily that people's habits have changed that much. That the likes of Kellam Island have been caused to shut down because of that i think it is more because of the likes of the the production costs like say the grains getting more expensive the hops yeah. are more expensive the electricity is more expensive and the water what everything you know yeah. and, and and again you'll probably know that your mm. energy pr- like you say you put your price up recently yeah, but yeah yeah you know the, the best the best way to put it is a brewery which you could probably agree with is that 
when when you're making beer, it's like having your kettle running all day. You've got a big kettle going, basically. Oh, yeah, drink yeah, out yeah. Everything's got a heating element in, mate. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and a kettle might cost, well, you know, peanuts to, to boil a bottle, you know, a kettle of water, yeah, you know, a full yeah, kettle yeah. of water. But, but if yeah. you multiply that over, you know, what, what's your 2.5 heck Yeah, 2.5, yeah, yeah. 2 and that, that amount of water that you're eating up to 100 degrees. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you're keeping it at 100 degrees for an hour, at yeah. least. Um, it's three-phase electric most of the time. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of bigger breweries don't use three-phase electric to heat. They'll use, like, steam or, 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 or some of the, you know, newfound, fandangled way mm. of, uh, of heating up water. Um, as a rule, really, I think about 10 BBL is probably where you'd stop using electric because mm. after that, it's going to be hellishly expensive. Meat like is going to be ridiculous, you know. going mental. Yeah, yeah, you know, the lights are dim in the village <laughs> if, you know, <laughs> every time you cut, brew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're drawing on reserves. Um, but yeah, it is. It's it's hard, isn't it? Because you know, moving with the times and things like that. You, it's it's actually it's an in, it's an interesting point, isn't it? I mean, do you stick to what do you you, you know mm. and you know works, yeah. or do you take a punt and go for it? And then either people going to go, oh, you know, they can do this. This is really good. Or is it going to be a bit mm, not done this quite right? And the thing is, people are quite forgiving in 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 the beer industry and in the, in the, in the, in the fans of beer are quite forgiving they'll always try it mm. again and things like that but, but some still it leaves, a, it leaves a scar on a brewer mm. when something doesn't work you know speaking from experience you know I've had beers that don't work come mm. on you know we've all had stuff that's not you've not been quite happy with and still you know I don't walk around every day with a cloud over my head thinking oh that beer wasn't great but mm. it does you know, it, you know it gives you a dent and you sort of think maybe we'll just stick to we'll just stick to cast because I'm good at that and you don't want to make that move, and maybe that's what a lot of these places did. Um, but you know, I can completely get it. Mm. Well, that's it. And, and you're always critical, aren't you? Like you say, it's you're always critical of your own your own product, and like you say, when it's your own, it's your, it's your baby at the end of the day. You know, and it and is, it, yeah, yeah. And it, it's hard to take from a point of view that you know you've made something that that might not have worked, but then there's that cost involved again. It's that co- you know you've you there's malt, there's water, there's grain, there's there's hops, there's yeast. You know that that's cost you. Yeah, yeah. The cost of you know you might have a, a batch might cost you 150 quid, but you yeah, might yeah. have got 500 quid back for that. But that's you you just put 150 quid yeah. down drain. Yeah, well this you is know, that, it, yeah. that's and a problem. That's, it's that's you don't get that cost back. The, the proper issue, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not. Um, I, I, you can't just. It's a bit easier for like for you know for example here you know you you, you have the added cost of bringing it in. Mm. So for breweries like ourselves that have got a tap room, we have the luxury of being able to put it on for cheaper for the mm-hmm. simple fact is you know we don't have that cost of bringing it in we we make it for that cost and yeah and then we can sell it for a little bit cheaper um and that's th- that, that's something really really good but it's still again you, you do look at the the pricing and you go uh, yeah, even then you know as soon as tax gets involved and and all this jazz and you know that you know boris wants his is whatever percent his fair on share, don't he? Yeah, on anything, you know, I think it's 50 litres or something, or 40 litres above, mm. we can get a bit of relief on. Most craft brewers are using 30 litre kegs, yeah. mate. Well, so it's great for your big companies, isn't it? It's yeah, great yeah, for your exactly, yeah. Your big it's great for all the places where you've got shares in, basically. Yeah, well, that's it. it? Well, it, so it was um, when they did the, the press release for that and they were out at a brewery, it was one of the ones that are owned by, um, when it Camden or someone like that? It was yeah. not, not necessarily Camden, but it was one of the ones that's owned by a bigger company. It's like it you is, say, it's the yeah, ones that yeah. have all got a yeah. stake in something or exactly. you know they say well you need to do something that makes looks after us basically yeah, you know exactly, what i mean it's yeah. not the the small guy and, and the other thing is well he was holding up a 30 litre keg yeah 
<laughs> wasn't even the right one. The guy's clueless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but you know, there's all sorts of things that run into beer, and you know, as 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 everything else does. But yeah, I, I I can see the argument of they didn't they didn't try anything new. You've got to innovate and and things like that, or speculate to accumulate and things like that. Mm. But uh, calamari seems to be doing so well. Yeah. Well, this so is it, and the, the perception you know. is, like I said, the perception is that these things are great, and obviously th- there's only a certain amount that they can disclose and obviously discuss and things like that. But it's, it's obviously it's hard because if they post something saying that they're they're struggling, is it a sign of weakness? Do they want to do it? Is it look like it's a, a sympathy a vote? Do you know what I mean? But then, like, if everything's unky dory, unky dory, sorry, we're shutting. Yeah, you know, they've, they've clearly tried everything that they possibly can do behind the scenes, but it's hard, isn't it? Especially yeah. on Instagram, as a rule, you've sort of got to put the you have to put the world to rights at Instagram. I think I, I feel like you've got to sort of say, "Look how hunky dory everything is. Mm. Look at this; it's great." Yeah. You know, we've got this on, or this event's happening, or this or something. You you, you don't post, you know, when you've got a stuck mash mm. and you're lent on. Ne- you know, I'm laying on a floor in a what's basically a hazmat suit <laughs> covered in malt <laughs> and third degree know, burns. Exactly. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or you know, I've I've you know I've shaved all my the skin off my knuckles trying mm. to. Uh, undo a coupler you know i yeah. don't put that on <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah. You know um there are other th- you know you know it's not it's like you know you've had a bad weekend you don't say oh we've had a bad weekend this weekend mm. can you come and help us out and spend some money mm. you're not going to put that are you well this is it and, ev- and like you said it's ev- everyone's struggling do you know what i mean it's this isn't just the the brewing industry every industry and obviously people are struggling at home with, with energy prices that sort of thing it is all getting out of hand in terms of it's getting more and more expensive gas and electric fuel everything so people obviously have got less available cash to, to throw at these so yeah, you yeah. know you know you know beers are luxury you know craft beers are luxury you know it's not yes you know, it's not the cheap option you know you could like say you could get a four pack of any sort of tinnies for four or five quid and you're paying four or five quid for a yeah, pint yeah, or exactly, one can yeah. in, in this world so it's you know it is a luxury and people say, oh it's not a luxury well it is you know anything that you don't yeah. need to survive it's a luxury, <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Food and water and a roof, yeah. you know, even a roof over your head, you know, that, that, yeah, yeah, you know, well, yeah. owning a house, you know, is a luxury in this day and age, you know yeah, what I mean? Is, it yeah, it's, it is, there's yeah. so many things that yeah, Christ, people deem as, well, it's my, it's, it's human rights, but well, it's not, you know, like a mobile yeah. phone and broadband and yeah. it's like <laughs> gas, water, electric, food. Yeah. That's yeah. the essentials to live. Yeah, that, that that's it, yeah. Anything else is a luxury, yeah. do you know what I mean? And people of course sort of it is. Course seem it to is, forget yeah. that, but that's a, that's a different. Yeah, topic yeah, and a different yeah. debate. It's my right to be able to drink, you know, Northern Monk every day. Well, no, mm. it's, it's not though, is it? Like yeah, well, that's it. You know, not, you still get me wrong. You know, but yeah. it's not a luxury. You got a job that I mean, pays. Sorry, it's you. not a, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, not a given, given right. Yeah, it's not a right. To say, well, I deserve to drink. It's like I want a nice car, but I don't want to pay for it. I want a nice pint, but I don't want to pay for it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want nice things, but I don't want to work yeah. for them. <laughs> the, the world doesn't work like that, unfortunately. <laughs> but but no, it's you know, it's a sad you know situation hopefully we don't see many more breweries closing and pubs closing you know because no. I, I, I can't name them now but i've seen a couple of bottle shops closing and things like that and it's yeah. you know it, that you can not that it's nice and and sort of expected but you can understand it a bit more as people's habits have changed because a lot of bottle shops opened during lockdown because it was in demand and obviously yeah, of course. not every bottle shop is able to adapt and serve draft like we are and have the space and get licensed and you know we're very lucky that we've got the space the license yeah, and things yeah, like that but not every bottle shop can do that yeah um I think that's the, like some people perceive it as sometimes it's as easy as getting a keg, mm. getting a keg tap, making some sort of pallet bench so you can attach a keg to mm. get a till and off you go. Yeah, yeah. Nah, man, the, the work that goes into getting something licensed is yeah. is 
ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's not it. as easy as just setting up a no. a garden bar. No, <laughs> you know no. what I mean? It's no. uh, well, that's it. You know, you can pitch up in your shed, but you don't need a license for your shed, whereas you need a license for everything else. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like I say, it's not a, it's not a nice subject that that we we started no, on the not, first no. the first show, but we 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 can't we couldn't ignore it. You know what I mean? It's like it's if we started now, the, the sort of the two weeks following that or the week following it, we couldn't really just sort of go, well, we're just not going to talk about it because this <laughs> is kind of what we're trying. We can't prevent it ourselves, but we're trying to promote good places and we're losing good places because they, they can't, you know, it's not sustainable and, and obviously losses are expected along yeah. the way and casualties are expected along the way, but we try and limit these places as much as possible and try and get out and support because I think we we said again before we recorded, you know, Quirky had a good weekend, but Sunday was a bit quieter than normal. Yeah, I, exactly. went, I went to one of the places that we'll hopefully record a show, the Old Grocers in Ponty. I went for a couple of pints on Sunday. There were probably five people in, including myself and Anna. So you know, and it's just it? that Sunday, you know, th- they usually do a decent turn on a Sunday. Yeah. And Sunday. it's, you know, it were, ni- it were a nice day. You know, it were 18, yeah, 19 degrees. It had really sunny. A couple of people walked in, had half and disappeared. But, the, you know, usually downstairs in there is pretty full. But like yeah, I say, yeah. you know, maybe six people. Even still, you know, you're an, yeah, you're you're a handful. Yeah. You're not, oh, there's 20 people. It was a handful, a pocket yeah, of people that were in not, there. Um, um, so, yeah, so it's not it's not good. And, and, and again, I get that people sort of, Money is hard, and, and your times are tight. And yeah. but hopefully, even just going for a pint, you know that, that you know it might seem insignificant, but that one pint yeah. makes a difference. You know what I mean? Especially in in pints and things, you know that it's worth more and more valuable to places. So, you know, it, it might seem like an insignificant, you know, gesture or token gesture, but it does it does mean a lot to these places. So that oh, that's what we're trying to yeah. trying to achieve, and hopefully, hopefully we do. But um, I think that sort of leaves us in a nice place to wrap up. But before we before we do, we'll we'll give our final thoughts on on the Eastern Edge. But it's, it's had some time to to warm up now in in it the glass as we've been chatting, Aaron. So has has your has your opinion changed on it? Is it giving you anything more than what it did before? When it was a bit colder. What what what's it, it leaving it, you with? It's quite weird, actually. It's sort of gone more to the the British side. And I don't know if that's just me. With like if it's like a placebo effect, mm. uh, the fact that it's a little bit warmer. Um, but it seems to have got a bit smoother and a bit. Um, I mean, it's never going to be like drinking cask because it's not from a cask. You know, you can't. You know, you can't simulate the uh, the feeling of cask. No. Um, from a can. But it is. It is odd how it does change, and temperatures always change beers anyway. Mm. You know, that that's just part of drinking beer. You know, temperature does definitely, definitely alter it. Um, but yeah, it just seems a bit smoother. I mean, maybe that's because it's been stood there and I've let the the carbonation go, but mm. it's definitely a slightly different beer. Yeah. From what it was when it was uh, from when it was a sort of ice cold from yeah. the can. Well, I'm I'm getting more of that bitterness up front than just sort of a, a lingering finish now. Yes. That's, you yeah. know, again, probably because it's warmed up and, and things, but that bitterness is coming out more prominently now, mm. which I again we we both we both like that bitterness, but that to yeah. me is probably mo- it. For me, it probably a bit more bitterness or a bit more Sierra Nevada than yeah. than what you get. But again, obviously, there's a difference. People's you know taste change and well things like that. But it, it's yeah, yeah. yeah we'll so get something different. different out of it. But for me, that bitterness is what I'm getting. And you know, if you said that were a West Coast Pale Ale, you know, which you know, France yeah, yeah, it, it, it had to. It, it, it pretty much is. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty much there or thereabouts, especially with the, the hops that it's got in there. You know, the the Cascade and the Chinook. You know, two classic sea hops that you yeah. use in, in in a West Coast exactly. style beer. Um, you know, and it's interesting. You know, the IBUs on on there, so the, the bitter in bitter in units. You know, they give it a thirty-five, which you know that's mm. it's, it's decent. You know, it's a sort of a mid-range. You know, you can yeah, get yeah. some. You know, quite quite high. Yeah, you can get a lot higher than that. But for me, that bitterness is what I'm getting sort of first and foremost. And what I'm sort of the longer I leave it in there, 
mellowing into sort of a lingering bitterness. Yeah. But that, I, I like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, for me, yeah, it's for me, that's perfect. That's what I want. And and you know, it's what it's four point eight. So it's four point eight percent. So yeah. it's not it's not too heavy in terms of its ABV, but as a pint, a breakfast beer, that bit. Yeah, that's just sessionable. You know, yeah, that's, that's yeah, just you know, eight. it's just steady. Is that that's just yeah. I mean, it's below average now in this going. day and age? Yeah, and yeah it but, really you know, is. Yeah, but as a as a, as, a, as a pint, if that was on, I could quite easily drink. Um, drink a couple of pints of that, yeah, and it would be great to sit and even just compare a, ca- uh, a cask and a keg. Yeah, that'd be really the can that I'd, yeah, I'm properly intrigued about the uh, the cask version of that. I think it'd, mm. be, it'd be so different, so different. Um, it'd be really nice to, as you say, have them side by side and go, look at that. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Just how they look, how they'd taste, um, how they'd feel, like mouth feel. That that changes. Um, some people think it's just a serving style of beer, but it really isn't. It's mm. it's so it does so much more um, to a beer than it's ju- just at the way it looks and served. It's um, it's crazy how much it can change yeah. change just any style of beer. But yeah, massively. well that's it. It's not even just a case of you could say well have it blind because obviously you y- you know which is which straight away because your cask yeah. is at a warmer temperature, your keg is a lot colder. So you'd ov- you'd have to almost let serve your keg. Let it cool, you know. Let it warm up, and then serve yeah. it at sort of a similar temperature. But then that's yeah, sort of yeah. defeating the purpose of what of the kegs offering of what are. you're trying to achieve. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, you know, you look at it, and you can see obviously on on hand pull it should be served through a sparkler on on cask, and yeah. obviously it gives that nice foamy head and that yeah, creamy yeah. creamy sort of mouthfeel all the way through. Whereas the keg, you're expecting it to be a little bit obviously some head on there, but not as much. But no, no, yeah, maybe it's as a side it, yeah. by side, like you say, to have one. Maybe something in between, like a drink of water, and come back to the the keg or the cask yeah, which we yeah, haven't had, and, yeah, yeah. and compare it. But yeah, it'd be um, it'd be an interesting uh, an interesting side by side. But no, I I I thoroughly recommend that as a as an experiment, well yeah, done b- between yeah, the yeah. two, and and for anyone that likes Very the good. the West Coast style, certainly, and and a nice bracing bitterness to to their beer, I'd, I'd certainly recommend it. So uh, yeah. so yes, that's. Uh, Definitely one to recommend, which is always good because sh- inevitably, as we're going out there, we're probably going to come across some beers that we don't always yeah, like. Well this, but this it's nice to be positive. Part of, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of of tasting beer, you know. L- listen, every beer is better than a you know a glass of orange juice. You know, <laughs> some beer is like orange juice. To <laughs> well, be fair, well, yeah, so exactly, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, so there, there's no no such thing as terrible beer um, as long as it's made right, but. Um, that's it. No, no beer is really like a 0.25 when untapped. Is it really? And it has yeah, to be properly, I mean, yeah, properly undrinkable. Yeah. As, as a brewer, yeah, that does untaps the you know the. Uh, so it's the the all, the, you know the, the the font of knowledge is untapped. You oh know what yeah, I, mean? I know. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the know, barometer for yeah, beer is untapped. Exactly. It's yeah, you know that they that they they they. <laughs> it's hard because you know you do. Customers always to right, like Aaron. Beer, but customers yeah, always right. This is it. Yeah. So I, d- I tend not to look at it really anymore i uh, i try and sway away from it because uh i used to get very upset and angry and uh, it always makes laugh especially people that go on there and drink carlsberg or cause oh, or it's yeah, like yeah, why yeah. are you one untapped but this is why like i stopped it because you'd have people who check in strongbow you four know, out of five yeah 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 you know moretti five out of five best beer i've mm. ever had madry oh christ mm. they'd be giving it 10 you yeah know? yeah you know this, this is you know uh then they'd have like you know stella and and, and grolsch you know mm. oh grolsch what a beer and then they'd come to a beer festival, they'd try a cask of, you know, uh, whatever, you know, it could be anything, mm. you know, ca- cask of something. Oh, why is this flat and warm? It's not madry. 0.25. <laughs> but this is it, and it's it's like, you know, I, I, I use it, I dip in and out of it, I don't use it as religious as I want to use yeah, to, but yeah. it's, 
if I'm checking something in that I don't like, so like if I've had a taster of a stout, I'm not going to give it a rating. You know, I'll check it in, yeah, but yeah, I won't, yeah. you know, it's not fair for me to rate it because I don't like the style. So if I give it a 0.25, I don't like stouts. I'm never going to give someone yeah, yeah, a 4 yeah, out of 5 yeah, and give it a yeah, fair yeah. crack because I yeah, don't yeah. like them. No, so no, it's like, well I that's, like, that's I like fair to enough. Yeah. A, a, like a, a diary, almost like a documentation of what yeah, I've had. Yeah, that's sort of what I do with my But now. it's not fair of me to say, oh, pan something. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't like it, so why would I, you know. Yeah, that's sort of my yeah, thing where I'm not going to. It's weird, like, 375 is my sort of good beer, like mm. it. And then anything above that is sort of, you know, yeah, that's sort of right up my street sort mm. of thing. Um, but I think now, it, I just like, it, it's, it's like collecting Pokemon cards for me now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's all. You know, it's like collecting different beers. Yeah, so yeah. this is it anyway. It's just, yeah. just about the variety, trying everything, giving giving some yeah. a go that you might not do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, every beer is different, so it's you know some again. Some people which collect beers. Some people collect stamps. Some people collect butterflies. Collect beer. <laughs> you know, it's so collecting. If you drink it, it's collecting it. Surely that counts, does it? Does well, it? I've got a lot of storage. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> got storage and stories and and tales to tell. Exactly. So. Yeah. But yeah, we'll um, we'll wrap it up there. But before we do, Aaron, we're yeah. uh, we're obviously like I say we're recording these out and about and trying to get out. So where are we intending to record our next episode? Uh, I believe we will be on uh, Carlton Street in Castleford um, at a. Reasonably new venue, um, the Market Tap. You've probably, probably done your research. You've gone on Google Maps and everything here. I, had to, I, had, to, like I had to Google <laughs> the uh, the Main Street in Cass, because I just know I just call it Main Street or yeah, yeah. You know, Market Street or it's something. In, it's, it's in Cass. <laughs> it's all we know. But yeah, so we, we're aiming to uh, aiming to record the next episode at the Market Tap, which Aaron says is a, a relatively new yeah, uh, yeah. craft beer bar in the centre of Castleford, opening in 2020, I believe. But we'll we'll obviously discuss that and the, the history of the bar. Uh, in the next episode, but Aaron, we'll uh, we'll leave that there for now. Um, for man. Is uh, before we do, is there anything uh, quirky that we should know about? Anything uh, coming up? We've got the uh, hot summer nights coming up on the second of uh, July, uh, Saturday the second of July. Uh, got a bit of music, bit of food, uh, and three new beers. Two of which are Excellent. keg, and one is uh, cask. Uh, all with a summony twist. Nice. Always happy to hear about new beers. But yes, and and Quirky Ales, is that where people can find you on? Yeah, pretty much Quirky everything? Ales. So uh, the, the Facebook, Quirky Ales, and uh, Instagram as well. Type in Quirky Crafty Ales. Excellent. But yes, for anything quirky, uh, updates, news, watching Aaron hugging vessels which yes. was a recent a recent yeah, thing was, that yeah, we've yeah. seen um which so, uh, a yeah, tell you a good night. it did well you know it hit the temperature so it deserved a, a, vis- a fist a bump yeah, exactly you know if, I mean? that, if that beer um, don't come out right now there's something wrong with this world beer needs love too exactly it's, it's a living product mate <laughs> it just beer gives is a and living. gives and gives <laughs> beer, you know <laughs> <laughs> gotta look after it mate you gotta look after it <laughs> but no but we'll, we'll we'll wrap up there but thank you everyone for uh for listening Aaron. thank you for for joining on this uh this new venture and no worries thank you for having me no you're very welcome and hopefully we'll we'll have a a prosperous future in recording more episodes subject to our availability um timings everything so but yeah but if you enjoy the new format please do uh, let us know this will be a, a series of, of new episodes this will be our sort of a quote-unquote regular episode hopefully interspersed with some more uh, brewery style interviews which myself will be doing on Aaron subject again to availability if you want to join in we might both be doing them yeah. Um, but yeah but thanks thanks for listening any feedback um, any thoughts opinions on this new format would be appreciated any any reviews on your podcast platform of choice would also be very much appreciated um, 
And if you also know of anywhere that you'd like us to go, any beers you'd like us to drink, or if you own or run or work at a place that would be willing to host us, we don't take up much room apart from two seats and a table, um, <laughs> please do let us know. We would love to come and have some beers, discuss the beers, the venue, and also if you're willing to get involved, jump on the show as well. Um, but that is it for this episode. Aaron, thanks again, and I'll catch you on the next show. Yep, thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.